0: Welcome to the Multi-orgasmic Mama podcast where sexy motherhood taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex and jade coach and tantric sex teacher, all-around pleasure and prosperity advocate and mama of two. If you are looking to get the spark back in your sex life and relationship, if you'd like to revive desire and feel sexy again without hormones, years of therapy or trying things that don't feel authentic in the bedroom, then download my free Ignite Your Desire e-guide at www www.tillystorm.com forward slash e-guide. This episode is brought to you by the Centrally Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. Welcome back to the podcast, Hat Mamas. I have a guest for you today, another Essentially Embodied Woman grad. You're probably wondering, how do I get so many of my graduates to come on here and talk about this program? Well, it's because it's awesome. <laughs> it's epic. It helps people go from anxiety, depression, and lack of self-worth, a feeling on a lack of pleasure to completely flourishing in relationships, just like Bianca. Um, has done in the 13 weeks that we've been together. So without further ado,
1: Bianca, hey, how are you? Hi, I'm great, Tilly, thanks for having me. Yeah, so good to have you. So tell me a little bit about you, yourself, your family, your life.
0: We'd love to get all of the nitty gritty details because you've got so
1: much on your plate. I wanna (laughs) hear everything, tell us everything. True story, well, I am a mom of four. I've been married for six years. I've been with my husband for a total of eight. Um, I previously, before I became a stay-at-home mom slash entrepreneur, I was a surgical technologist working in surgeries uh, for about 10 years. It was my cumulative career and then uh, decided, you know what, I've had enough of this stress. I want to have some babies so i left my career and decided to do the stay-at-home mom thing which was so much more than i had bargained for Uh, i really didn't realize what that all entailed and then on top of that my husband left his career and started his own business so i was helping i've been helping him out uh, with his business on top of also starting my own business So there's lots of business going around, um, lots of kids running everywhere. Uh, My kids are pretty young. My youngest just turned two uh, around Thanksgiving. So um, we're a very busy household and uh, there's a lot of stress, but it's a good kind of stress. And um, I think the whole reason why I got into this program and how I found Tilly's podcast originally was because... Uh, my marriage was really on the rocks um, due to just not carving out the time necessary to take care of myself and to take care of my relationship with my husband. So um, I was really grasping at straws. Um, my anxiety and depression was at an all-time high. I was having anxiety attacks um, Fairly frequently. I mean, they had uh, bumped up in frequency over the last year. I'm sure a lot of people can really relate with, you know, world events and things going on and that really ramping up your anxiety and stuff. Um, So, yeah, I I was, it was really becoming an issue and preventing me from really having uh, good relationships with my family. I see them every day, I live with them, and, you know, I just felt. Really shitty. (laughs) So, yeah. So then I found the program and it was my goodness, I can't even begin to exclaim about how much it has helped me over these last 13 weeks. Yay.
0: Awesome. Well, I just want to stop and honor you for being a mom of four with so much on your plate and having the bravery and the courage to make this a priority to make you a priority again. I mean, I hear that from so many people, right? Like sometimes it's hard to get people to even attend a one hour webinar or event or something, but to commit to like a 13 week transformation um, when you've already got so much going on, gosh, like it takes a lot of courage and bravery. And I'm just so proud of you for doing that.
1: Oh, thank you. I, You know, honestly, I'm proud of myself. Because uh, it was very scary, you know, holding myself accountable for my behavior and the thoughts in my head and, you know, being able to reach out and ask for help has been a huge uh, hurdle for me throughout my life. You know, you're always, I've been raised to, you know, be a very independent person, which is great. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but thinking that I can just always do things on my own by myself without help like life gets very overwhelming and sometimes you do need to ask for help and you do need guidance so that you can be your best self and show up, you know, to whatever your desires are, to whatever your dream of what your life should be like to its fullest capacity. You know, like I, I can't thank your program and how you've organized the tools that you've given us the meditations how you walk through everything and teach us because that was so valuable to me in my day-to-day life you know just being able to be comfortable with myself and feel like yeah I'm a human I have needs I have wants I have desires and I deserve to go and get them so yeah that's uh that was the, that was really big yeah. Oh, yay. I love hearing this so much. You just bring <laughs> the biggest
0: smile to my face. If you could see me right now, some of you might be able to see me. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I've got a huge smile too. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your biggest wins year. I mean, you've kind of shared some already, but like, what was the overall, like for what, what is possible now because you've been able to really put yourself a priority and like, put your pleasure first and, you know, take care of yourself and ask for help, you know, because so many of us are just in that complete people-pleasing, over-giving mode, and we just don't know how to ask, which I think it's so funny because one of the core wounds of humanity is self-worth, feeling like we're not worthy. And one of the trauma responses to that is over-independence, hyper-independence. So tell us a little bit about how you were able to shift from that, like, I can do anything mom mode to like, I'm going to sit back, relax, uh, relax and ask for help and be in my pleasure.
1: Well, it, it was, it was sort of this epiphany, you know, like, and I'm sure everybody's familiar with the the cup, you know, analogy where like, how can you pour from an empty cup? Well, I'll tell you what when I started this program. it was a a raggedy ass cup with holes. It was rusty, like it may probably wasn't even washed for like a year or so. Like we were in some pretty downer of a place., uh, so for me, um the biggest wins, well, definitely number one, first and foremost, the anxiety and depression, you know, go bouncing from those extremes where, you know, like, you can't control it. And uh, I'm, that was another one of my issues is like the control and releasing and allowing other people to step in to do the work and to help out. So um, yeah, you know, taking a step back and realizing like, yeah, I need to rest, I need to take care of myself. And in doing so, that allows other people to step up and feel valued in my life in my home you know it's that responsibility so allowing other people to help you know step into their power while also allowing myself to take a step back and recharge that that was a huge uh hurdle for me to overcome and you know is a is a big result for me because yeah the control issue is huge (laughs) but then also you know um with my marriage like I love my husband and I wouldn't want to trade him for the world, but like we were really pushing each other apart. And I feel like acknowledging those feelings inside of me, you know, like what are my needs? You know, that, that was a question I didn't even know the answer to when I first started this program, because I hadn't been listening to myself. I hadn't been taking the time to just, hear what my body has to say, what my mind has to say, and then giving the space for it to just be whatever it is without judgment. Um, learning how to really utilize that tool was, is huge for me. And I, I do that like on a pretty consistent basis. I didn't realize how much of an issue that was until I started doing it. And then on the days when I don't do it, I see how much I really need it, and that motivates me to want to do it more frequently because I I see the difference, you know, between doing the practices and not doing the practices and how beneficial those practices really are.
0: Yeah, and was there a specific tool that you're alluding to or just, like, all of the, the things that I give you all?
1: I mean, I think... The daily practice, like the daily release and uh, the pleasure practices that you, you gave us the meditation with the release. And then, you know, after you release, you sort of take those few moments to listen to affirmations or listen to the pleasure uh, practice or do a pleasure practice or a JDAG practice. Like all of those are amazing, but I think the making it a habitual practice every day taking that time for yourself was really what drove it home for me and, you know, makes me want to implement it because I see how beneficial it is. Yeah. Mm, Awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, tell me a little bit more about your relationship with your husband. So when you started, y'all were pretty good, right? But there seems to be this lack of polarity. And I'm going to be talking about more more about polarity in the coming weeks, because I see this is a really big issue for a lot of people in relationships or wanting to create a relationship, is the lack of polarity really happening. And one thing that I've noticed is that women who are chronically anxious or they're depressed a lot, they either go into this I can't do anything. I'm not getting out of the bed mode. Like, right. That's a freeze response or they go into this hyper independence. I'm just going to do everything and do it all myself mode. And what I see is that that like, if you're one of those people that tends to go into that, it's more of a fight response, right? Like I'm just going to fight my way through this and just do it all anyway. Uh, That is such a masculine push, right? So tell me about how you've been able to like harmonize your energies with your husband by learning how to surrender and let go of control a little bit uh, so that he can really step up and play more of that role. And really, you know, you've just given him the opportunity to step up. What has that been like for y'all?
1: So I think the first thing to address in this whole thing was uh, communication. You know, when you're in that hyper independent mode and you think, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. You don't need to communicate anything with your partner. So I had these huge walls built up because, you know, I can do it. I can do anything I want to do, you know, and, and you sort of get defensive. So, um, for me, a lot of the, uh, lack of surrender and inability to really let somebody else take control stemmed from, well, that hyper-independence, I can just do this myself. So, um, communicating with my husband, which, I mean, it sounds silly, but like, it's really one of the biggest keys to to success in, you know, kind of bucking up my marriage because I was just assuming that he just knew what I wanted, which is silly. Like he's, he's not a psychic, you know, like he just can't, it's not like it's on a billboard on my forehead that says, Hey, this is what I need or what I want right now. So opening up and discussing with him and saying like, hey, this is what I need today, or this is what I feel like doing, or this is what I want you to do to me and allowing him to sort of giving him the opportunity to step in and play the role and be in control for you know a minute or however long. It's really just opened up so many possibilities. One of them, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna blush here in a second, but I have never had an orgasm that lasted as long as it did. It was so I, like I'm still mind blown by it, you know, just that that whole. Uh, I I I don't I didn't time it, but if I could have timed it, like it was probably a few minutes, which is like, unreal. And, and even my husband, like, I, I remember vividly in the middle of me climaxing forever, he was like, are you still having an orgasm? Like, he actually asked that. And I still had it after that, after he asked it. So, I mean, even being able to achieve that level of pleasure in the sense that I was allowing myself to be able to receive, you know, like, wow, that was just wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. See, this it's totally translate life to bedroom, bedroom to life. It doesn't matter. It's all the same problem. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I love sexuality work so much because it really is the best training for life. You know, it's a, like the core things that make or break our lives and, you know, give us a sense of being fulfilled and happy and, and our joy are the same blocks and that you're going to have in your orgasm so the way that you do life is the way that you do sex and when you work on your sexuality it literally changes how you do life you know that old saying like how you do one thing is how you do another uh (laughs) i heard that and someone told me that when i was working at the birth center um as a doula and a midwife apprentice years ago and um I'm like I had precipitous births for both of my babies. Like my second one, I was I had six contractions and my baby was out. Like I mean, it was 30 minutes, start to finish, done. Boom, there he was. And Lucky. I'm like, <laughs> right. Well, it was like train wreck, but whatever. <laughs> right, but I when I started to think about it, I was like, oh, right, this is kind of how I do my life, right? Like, uh, when I decide I'm gonna do something, it's like full steam ahead train is moving that way and there is no getting my mind off of anything it is just boom there it is done right uh you know it's like kind of the same thing that like how you do one thing is how you do another and that's i see it so much and and sexuality and people's sex lives like if they struggle orgasming, well, then it's really easy to tell that, well, she probably just doesn't know how to surrender and let go of control. And she's probably got a core wound of worthiness and she doesn't feel completely worthy of of pleasure. So she has to prove and prove and prove.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what, I mean, <clears throat> the whole worthiness thing it, it's it's not something that goes away in a day and i feel like it's something that i constantly have to work with and contend with on a daily basis but knowing that that is my issue is part of how much better i am able to overcome it you know like not knowing that that was my problem at the beginning was I feel a big reason why I kept falling into that cycle of anxiety attacks and then, you know, depression and not being able to, to find the medium or the coping mechanisms and able to overcome those issues that I was having. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Awesome. Well, what do you think is possible for you in your relationship and your sexuality and even in your business, having gone through everything that you went through and really being aware of the um, feeling lack of self-worth and and like awareness is always the first step, right? So now that you're aware of that, what do you feel is possible for you in all areas?
1: Oh, healthy mind, healthy marriage, healthy lifestyle, Uh, being the badass boss lady and hot mom and amazing woman that I know I am. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? (laughs) Uh, So now that I know how to fill up my cup and what to do with it, uh, I'm better able to help fill up my family's cup and also... to be able to extend that into my community. Um, I live in a pretty rural area and my side gig, well, my side gig business, it's not a side gig anymore. (laughs) Uh, My business, I do like Reiki energetic healing and helping people in my community and putting on classes and stuff like that. And it's really opened up uh, the avenue for me to be motivated and you know, get those creative juices flowing to come up with classes and to be able to want to offer things um, to the people around me and help them too. You know, uh, I I love to help people. That's why I became a surgical technologist and got in the medical field in the first place. Um, I wouldn't have kids if I didn't want to help people, you know, like I very, I have uh, three little boys. So I see how much, you know, work they need to be able to be good partners in the future, good people, good humans. And uh, this work helps fill my cup so that I can help fill their cup and they can be good people also and not have to deal with the stuff that I've been dealing with. You know, like the buck stops here. I don't want to have, have them deal with anxiety and depression and, you know, all these crazy traumas and holding on to that shit because that's exactly what it is. You're holding on to it And uh, you give us the tools in a very easy, organized fashion, very digestible so that you can work through those traumas and really excel in what you want to excel. Yeah, oh, yes. Okay,
0: well, I want the the most detailed description as you can give us. How in the world did you manage doing these practices with four kids? And a husband that works from home because, and I, before you even speak to this, I know there's so many of you out there right now. You got one kid, you got two kids, you might even have three kids, and uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh, uh-uh. you have time <laughs> for this. And I want Bianca to share with us how this can be possible because those are just excuses. So I don't want to hear it. I'm sick of hearing it. If you are serious about changing and transforming your life and you are serious about making your pleasure a priority, you have time. It's just a matter of choosing it, that you, if you value your time, if you value what you say you want in life, and you will take the actions to do it. So tell us the details. How did you get through these practices in this program?
1: Well, straight up, I mean, the first question you need to ask yourself is how bad do you want it? How, how bad do you feel like you need the help? Because where I was at when I first started this program and started talking to Tilly about this, you know, my husband and I were thrown around the D word. Nobody wants to talk about divorce. You know, like I, that, that was frightening to me because, you know, this is my first marriage, but this is my, sec- my husband's second marriage. So to think that, you know, this was maybe going down the same road that his previous marriage was going down. Like that, that just didn't sit well with me. And, you know, I, I waited to get married until uh, I was in my late 20s. Like I was almost 30 when I got married. So I had time to go and, and peruse. And, and I said, you know, I'm not, I'm only doing marriage once, you know, like I, I don't want to get married at all if this is just going to be like a revolving door. And I was okay with that. So for us to be thrown around the divorce word, I was, I was really Like, man, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, like shit's getting real right now. And I don't want to have to deal with that. So if this is something that is an issue to me, then I need to look at myself and see what I can change to help make the situation better. And when I started looking at myself and recognizing that there were traumas that I was holding on to and issues that, you know, like emotions, things that didn't serve me that I was clinging on to. And it was affecting negatively my marriage and my family life. You know, uh, really, it was like, okay, well, where can I start? I'm going to start with myself because that's how I know I can start something. (laughs) So when when you asked on our our initial phone call about, you know, the program interview and stuff like that, um, you were like, well, how bad do you do you want to do this? Like, are you ready to commit to this? And I think I told you I was like an eight or a nine. Really, I should have told you I was like 900.. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I didn't I was downplaying how bad I really needed to take the time for myself. And so the question, how do you make the time for yourself? And, and it's as simple as that. you know like how, how many minutes a day do you take? You know, scrolling on your Facebook feed or your social media feed or watching videos or sitting down in front of the TV, you know, and as much as I want to say that I, you know, am with my kids and doing stuff with them all the time, you know, I, yeah, there are days where I have to plug them in front of the TV so I could get some things done. And, this was a very valid reason for me to do that, put on their favorite movie, go lock myself in my bedroom for 15 minutes and get the practice done. So uh, when I needed it to be private, I made the moves to make it a private environment for myself. I also bargained with my husband and said like, hey, I'm going to be doing like these live Jade sessions. Can you like take the kids out for pizza or like go do something with them? So they got out of the house. And, you know, when he's getting benefits from my practice, because let's get real, you know, like I'm doing these jade practices. I, you know, I'm, I'm working, you know, with my vagina and, you know, like doing all that work and tightening up those muscles and the, you know, pelvic floor and getting those juices flowing and like priming myself and, and feeling good and glowing. Cause I just had an orgasm, like, Oh my God, like he loves it. He loves to see me flourish and, and thrive and just be the best person that I can be. So it was an easy bargain for him. Like, Oh, you've got a Jade session tonight. Cool. I'll take the kids. We'll see you at eight 15, 830. you know, like no problem. Um, other times, you know, like, uh, Cause there are some, some meditations that you had that were like half hour, 45 minutes. And those, like, I either tried to, to do really early in the morning, you know, which is kind of tough for me, like with working with wonky sleep schedules with kids, but, you know, really making and prioritizing that time for myself. So, you know, any moment I could get any 10, 15 minutes, you know, like. Yeah, I'm doing the practice. And and also, uh, with the release meditation, I have to say, I I was actually doing the release meditation with my kids a few times, where, you know, (laughs) you know, you stand there in stillness, and you just listen to what your body and you feel what's what's coming up for you, and then you just let it out. And my kids got a real big kick out of that, like throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of my living room floor or just kicking and screaming or whatever, you know? And of course it's like in a safe space, you know? But teaching them those uh, mechanisms to be able to let go of things is really beneficial for them too. Oh yeah. I
0: know there's a few moms that have done that, that practice with their kids or taught their kids that practice and they had fun
1: with it too, so.
0: Beautiful. Um, Well, one other thing that I wanted to point out is that you have a key characteristic that is different than, you know, 95% of other women out there that are never going to do the work that you've done. Right. And that is that you took responsibility. You took 110% responsibility for where your marriage was at and why it got the way it was instead of blaming your husband for it or instead of building up resentment around it. Uh, So I just wanted to point that out that, you know, if you're someone who is willing to take responsibility for your part in it, um, like Bianca's done, like you can change it. (laughs) You know, you don't have to sit back and wait for your partner to change in order for things to get better, Uh, that it's really about you. It's an invitation for you to do that for yourself and then see how the relationship changes as a result of the work you're doing on yourself.
1: Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I, you know, my husband and I have had this conversation about accountability and he recognizes that he, you know, is also a contributor into why our relationship got where it was at when we first started. So in me taking the initiative to recognize my problems and try to fix or, you know, work on the things that that I felt I needed to work on. He was also motivated to assess himself and work on his things, the stuff that he was bringing to the table that were contributing to why we were on rocky terms in the first place too. So as much as I've had a journey with Tilly myself, you know, and I'm transforming myself and, you know, transforming my marriage and the relationships around me, you know, he also benefits from me doing this program because he's inspired to take control of the things that he can change and work on to make better for himself as well. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like we're both on trains going in the same direction and it's really nice to be able to reap the benefits of doing the work, you know, like, cause it is tough work. It's not, I mean, it's, it's, it really tries you and things pop up that you didn't think were issues. And, you know, it can be a little um, intense at times, but on the other side of it, like I would do it again in a heartbeat because it was just so, I, I plan to do it again, you know, like these exercises, these practices and things it's tough to face them and hold yourself accountable and work through them, but working through them and what you'll receive on the other side of it, I mean, like there's, it's priceless. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful.
0: Well, one other thing I wanted to ask you too, and I remember our first call and you were like, I always start things, but I never finish them. Yeah. (laughs) I do. <laughs> well, you finished this program, so Yay! being someone, being someone who starts things but doesn't finish them, but then you did it here. Like, what would you say was the contributing factor to actually finishing?
1: Them? Um, I think the contributing factor would be recognizing how when I consistently do the practices, the daily practices, and even the weekly practices and meditations and everything, versus not doing them because I'll be honest, like I was going strong at the beginning. I was doing them every day. And then like, it kind of fizzles out a little bit and maybe like you miss a day here, you miss a couple days here. And then maybe like, cause it was over the holidays I missed an entire week. And then at the end of the week, I'm like, shit. Like what is going on right now? Oh, I haven't been keeping up with my practices. So being able to see the flip side, like, okay, I know how I feel when I consistently do these versus how I feel when I don't do them, having that contrast really motivated me because I like feeling good. (laughs) I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to have a shitty marriage. I don't want to have fights and people screaming at each other and, you know, passive aggressive behavior in my house all the time. No, like I want it to be free-flowing, open, loving, be who you are, come as you are, no judgment. Like that's, that's how I want my life to be. And that's how it is again. And I missed that. I, I don't even know where exactly that, you know, it started to go the wrong way or go the opposite direction of what I wanted. But, you know, being present and holding myself accountable and doing the work and then being able to contrast when I do the work versus when I don't do the work and seeing that that's what really motivated me to want to finish the program because I feel good why wouldn't I want to continue to feel good (laughs) yes amazing so that's a positive reinforcement right (laughs)
0: yes yes yeah and the practice is actually being effective because if they weren't effective then you wouldn't see that positive reinforcement and it would just be like okay yeah this doesn't actually work but it does work which is what motivates you to keep doing it.
1: yes exactly
0: beautiful okay so what is one thing that you would say to anyone on the fence to applying for this program
1: oh do it If you're ready to do the work, if you're sick of feeling like shit, if you're ready to, you know, be, feel empowered, be empowered, you know, chase your desires, bring to the table the life that you want to have, do this program, you know, like, I, I really appreciate the practices the organization the calls the sisterhood the group the everything because it's impacted my life in such a beneficial way and i i feel better you know even if i didn't have four kids even if i wasn't married i myself feel better and i feel like if you're wondering why why don't I feel good? What's wrong? I don't even want to say what's wrong with me because I didn't feel like there was anything necessarily wrong with me. I just didn't feel right. And then going into this program and learning everything and practicing everything and feeling comfortable in my own skin and in this space and with other women who are trying to accomplish similar objectives, you know, that's, it's really for any woman, (laughs) anybody, literally anybody. Yeah. Oh, awesome.
0: Beautiful. Well, is there any last words you have to share
1: before we wrap up? I love the program. It was a great program. I'm really looking forward to doing other programs with Tilly um, because it's really opened my eyes to varying aspects of energy work and um, marrying that with your physical body and making it work together to the most benefit for yourself and for your life. You know, you can truly create the life that you want. Figuring out which tools you need, you know, that can be tough at times. And I really feel like Tilly does a great job of presenting that to you so that you can attain what you want. Yeah, awesome. (laughs)
0: All right, Bianca, thank you so much for joining and sharing your story. I know there's so many women out there listening right now. that are just like, oh my God, I truly see myself in her and hopefully are motivated to, to do what you've done and to take that leap of faith and take the action that they know they need to take to get the results like you have. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, hot bamas. if you have made it this far in this podcast episode interview, I guarantee you that you are meant to do this program. If you have seen yourself in some form or another in Bianca, you are meant to do this. So don't even think about it. Just go apply right now at www.tillystorm.com forward slash centrally dash embodied woman. You will get on a call. You will book a call with my assistant, Jennifer, and she will take great, great, great care of you and help you to decide if this program is right for you. Last chance to apply the doors closed at midnight, March 2nd, 2021. See you inside my love. Thank mm-hmm. you.